In the dawn of time, the digital age shall eclipse this part of the universe. What if I told you we are in this dawn of time? With startups deploying disruptive growth act strategies, content creators have become multi-dimensional in their craft as well. We have come of age and Tech Summit Ogun will put the spotlight on disruptive innovation as we examine production and distribution of content. Okay, my name is Okonshwaramu. Well, I like to describe myself as a brand storyteller primarily, but I'm very focused on growth marketing. Brand storyteller because I work with brands, person, personify brands, and work through content to help people fall in love with that brand. But of course, that brand needs to be discovered, that brand needs to make money, and that's why I bring it all together to describe myself as a growth marketer. So I help brands <coughs> primarily grow our adoption through communities. Okay, so what exactly is growth hacking or who is a growth hacker? Uh, I rather know the word hacker. Hacker is just a buzzword I love people like to use. But there's no hack to go hack, okay. actually. It's a long stretch of work for growth. There's no quick hack to make this happen or make that happen. It's a combination of various efforts that most times take a long period. The reason why people use hack is they kind of promise that, oh, this will happen quick. There's nothing quick in growth, to be honest. Okay, so we know that growth hackers experiment a lot. How do you ex- balance experimenting and delivering results? So, yeah, the pain of success for anything is experimenting. You experiment stuff and you learn and you take up action from there. The major mistake that a couple of people make or a couple of people when it comes to growth make is that you know, a lot of people when it comes to growth is that they think that, okay, when I'm running experiment A, every other thing should be put on hold. No. That is why I always like advise a lot of growth teams to have these set things that they call cadence. Cadence is the idea of this is how we want things to work, this is what we want to achieve, this is how we want to go about it. So you have things that have been working for your firm in the past. Running one experiment does not mean that you should stop that, those things that have been running. And running one experiment does not mean that you should not run another experiment. One mistake that most people make is that they focus on one experiment and leave and take all the resources that they don't take up another experiment. But the truth is that you don't know which experiment will work. So a quick approach, particularly for startups that are just looking to begin their, their journey, is to have very quick experiments, learn from it. If it doesn't work, don't discard it. Keep it aside. Move on to another experiment. Learn from it. If it works, you scale it up. So the problem is, like, if you're two in a team, one person should handle scaling up of whatever lessons you have from your experiment, another person is carrying out the experiment. But the mistake most things make is that the two people will go on to start carrying out the experiment. So when you have the lessons, they move on to other experiments and nobody is focused on scaling the lessons from that experiment. So there has to be that division where you are focused, all of you can bring someone to the experiment, but somebody has to be responsible for handling that experiment and another person has to be responsible for scaling the learning from that experiment. If not, like you said, you would have hundreds of experiments, 200 experiments, and there will be no skill at all from learning from that experiment. Okay, so I I can see that you've worked with Currywise. You're doing something with Nifrice. Presently, you're also doing something with Okra, if I'm right. So mm-hmm. what can you say are the growth hacking techniques that you think brands can use as far as the digital space is concerned? So... Growth has always been growth from the time of Jesus Christ, Muhammad, 
religion, every single thing growth has always been growth. And the key is always still very simple, community. The value that makes any, any product grow that people appreciate is embedded in the community as still that product. We've seen it happen with Bitcoin, so that with Ethereum, we've seen it happen with um, anything, any form of product. There has to be an intentional effort to grow a community around that product. And the reason for that is when people ascribe value to a thing, it is easier for them to invite and bring in other people into that community. So when it comes to growth, regardless of what your product is, whether it's an FMCG product, whether it's a tech product, community is extremely important. How you approach community, how you reward community, and how you engage them is very important. And in terms of engagement, that's where that's where comes the idea of content. How well made is your content? How engaging, how interesting is your content enough to keep your people in that community? You might ask someone and say, okay, doesn't mean the products, doesn't it mean that the product must be great? Or doesn't mean that the product must be excellent? Of course, the product matters. The product is very important. In fact, if you have what I would call in terms of shitty products, it means that you cannot scale your community. At the point, yes, there can be a buzz around your product, but that will die out over time. In the same vein, also, if you have a great product, and you don't have a great community to help you scale that product, you just have a few people using that product and do not scale. Another person will come, coming that is probably as good as you are, and take up that market. So community is the core of growth in the digital space. Okay, okay. So on a scale of one to 10, what's the level of recognition of growth hacking in Nigeria? Well, it's beginning to pick up. <clears throat> and here's the reason why. Like I said, I don't believe it's called growth. Like it's called growth marketing. <laughs> for us, not good. I like, I'm not very comfortable with that one, but just pardon me for that. Um, there are not so many growth marketers in the country. And it's because there's still no clarity, even globally, on what growth marketing actually is. So you have content marketers, you have email marketers, you have uh, product marketers, you have something called customer lifecycle marketers. The idea of a growth marketer is somewhat a T-shaped marketing experience. T-shaped in the sense that I have a broad knowledge of different forms of marketing, but I'm dipping in one particular path. So for example, I am dipping in content marketing. I know a lot about content marketing, but I have a broad idea of email marketing, SEO, lifecycle, and a couple of other forms of marketing led by content. Do you understand? <clears throat> led by content. So the, the, the issue in Nigeria has been that most brands, most founders, most businesses do not particularly understand what a good marketer should be doing. So they hire an email marketer and expect the email marketer to do exactly what a good marketer should be doing, which in terms, the good marketer is basically focused on how to grow revenue of a brand through product adoption and product distribution. So that's what a good marketer does. But gradually, we've seen more brands begin to understand this, particularly tech brands, all kudos to brands like Paystack, CowrieWise, um, Okra, um, <clears throat> yeah, majorly Paystack and Co. Because they were kind of like the first brands that invested in the idea of good marketing. Ideas. So right now, a lot of tech brands have roles for good marketers. However, we still see the case where a brand is trying to force a product marketer to become a growth marketer, which is not bad. I mean, it can evolve from being a product marketer to becoming to, to being a 
good market that we've seen that happen over time. But ideally, it should be that those rules should be set. And so far, I still understand if brands are not willing to hire full growth marketers or want to like make a product marketer dub as a growth marketer. Because most brands are put to small teams and and whatnot like that. <clears throat> Okay, so for creatives who are interested in growth marketing, growth hacking, what are the pointers and tips you can give them? For who exactly? I'm referring to creatives who are interested in growth hacking, growth marketing, that they're looking you know, forward to joining the space. What are the tips and pointers you can give them? Okay, so I, like I said, the community is very important. One thing I've learned to do is always join a couple of strong communities that can teach me a lot about growth marketing. One community I'm part of is um, the um, Growth Tactics. It's run by a company called Demand Curve, managed by a guy called Julian Shapiro. That's probably the best growth marketer I've ever seen in my life. <clears throat> so I advise that. On Twitter, you can follow him, Julian, J-U-L-I-A-N, Julian. Excellent guy on growth marketing. Join his community learn from him and of course exchange ideas on his community platform. Why I'm very big on community is that we are in a space where nobody knows it all. Nobody actually knows how these things should work. But by exchanging ideas with one another, you can actually start to learn and pick one or two things to build yourself in the area of growth marketing. But one very simple, one very simple, permit me to use your word now, one very simple hack, <laughs> one very simple tip that I like is I love to look at brands, see exactly where they are struggling. Imagine myself as a growth marketer in that company. Look at, assume some metrics. With those metrics, I can then start to build out mini growth campaigns and see how they will play out. I can do a thread about those campaigns on Twitter or a post about them on LinkedIn. It will most likely catch the attention of one of the founders or it might not catch their attention. But what that will do for you is that it will build a portfolio that can be that can be accessible, that can be accessible whenever you're trying to apply for a role or when you're trying to make a pitch to any company that you want to work for as a growth marketer. Okay. So if there is um, something like a stage of growth in the tech space, what are the stages as far as growth marketing, growth hacking is concerned? Is there something like a stage, like even, or I can say stages, so to say, do we have something like that? And if there is any, would you like to share them with us? Uh, just the same way you have um, senior engineers, uh, mid-level engineers, and junior engineers. That exists in good marketing. However, <clears throat> that is in good marketing. The mistake most people make is they try to see it as, oh, you move from social media to product marketer to good marketer. That's not a hierarchy, actually. A growth marketer can be on the same level with a product marketer and a social media lead. Just so that three different roles entirely do the interloop and they have like um, a lot of similarities. There are three different roles. So there's not really hierarchy in that aspect, but you have junior marketers, senior marketers, and mid-level marketers. Okay, so is there a distinct difference between product marketing manager and product manager? Okay, that's 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 a good one. So a product manager is focused on improving the experience of a product. Like they work in line with the UX user experience designer, they work in line with um, the, the, uh, the engineers, and even the product marketer. They even also help 
when a product marketer is about to launch the product. So think of a product manager, <coughs> sorry, think of a product manager as the person that oversees the design of a car, while the product marketing manager is the person that says, okay, we have this car ready right now. The product manager says the car was made for Mr. X, Mr. B, or Mr. A. How do we get it to Mr. A? How do we get it to Mr. B? So the product manager picks up that particular car and helps in helps distribute that particular product in this case, which is the car, to drive sales of that particular car. Do you get it? Yes, 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 I do. So um, on the last note, a lot of people just jump into the tech space, not knowing how to navigate their way. What is your take on this? Well, that's fine, actually. I did it too, so there's nothing bad there. However, you have to be very intentional about your learnings and ensure that you are not just floating in the tech space, but you're actually learning. It's easy for you to scam your way in tech, to be, to be honest. You can easily scam your way in tech by positioning and then posturing. However, there will always be a time for you to test. So one thing I always advise again is be part of a community where you can easily learn and grow even though you didn't have like a prior prior um, background. Finally on that, do not be in a hurry to scale yourself. In the sense that in tech, you see people today say, oh my God, I started earning 23X of my salary. I started earning 10X of my salary. Now you just got into tech, most likely probably for the money. That's fine, no doubt. But if you try to rush it and say, okay, you also want to get to that level of where you're like, increasing your salary, what will happen is you can get lost in oblivion. Let me give you a very simple example. You work in a Nigerian company, <clears throat> you earn, let's say, 400000 Now, a foreign company comes and they pick you up and they say they will pay you $2,000. They pick you up and you go into oblivion. You're probably in a junior role because they see that you're not qualified for a senior role and they leave you there and your growth and path becomes stagnant or flat. However, if you are in that 400K role, you prove yourself, you grew gradually, it will be easier for you to negotiate with that foreign company or any company that comes your way for a mid-level role with the, pro with the prospect of going to a senior role. And then you begin to have like a gradual, a gradual climb in your career. But with the rush, you would have a stagnant flat climb in your career. Okay, bravo. So um, let me take you back to, you know, what you were working with, Curry Wise. And now that you've got something doing with knee fries and, and something doing with okra, what are the pointers and tips you can give to people, you know, as far as uh, the places you've worked with and where you're working presently? I mean, tips and pointers for creatives. What advice you want to I'm not very clear about that. Okay, I'd say that people who are interested, you know, in the way you, you've grown so far and they would like to pass uh, to walk through that path of yours. Document your progress. When you do things that are allowed to be shared, document and share. The more you share, the easier it is for people to refer you when the opportunities come around. So yeah, document your progress, share as much as you can. Don't overtly share because you might now get lost in talking and actually doing the work. But document your progress and share as much as you can. All right, all right. Thank you very much, Faramee. And this note, we've come to the end of the session. I want to say a very big thank you for you know, being part of this. It will take one man to begin the walk to greatness. Many men will align and join the journey, birthing inspirational success stories on the way. You can be that man or you join the League of Men. The choice is yours. But remember that 
disruptive innovation never stops. It only evolves.